Oh, Keeman, can you believe it? Can you believe how long it's been since we since we last conversated, since we last talked? I mean, I just can't believe it. I mean, episode one of the podcast, rave reviews. No one told me any, but I, I hear it had rave reviews. Episode two, I mean, unforgettable. Keeman, SummerSlam review of a show he never saw. Fantastic, five stars. But today, podcast number three legendary going down in history like wrestlemania 3 it's iconic we have a guest we have someone who agreed to be interviewed for free who i didn't tell about this bit before we started because he's supposed to interrupt me and say uh cut the check line but we didn't go over this key this is why no. i need my format <laughs> no he did not that's fine allow me to allow me to introduce our guest our our friend our our friend tristan ty tristan ty how are you what's good boys what's good tristan ty i i just want to um start off with this question why are you here why am i here yeah why am i here it's not the money (laughs) it's not even about the money it's not about the money so what it's about i don't know i don't know (laughs) My love for Will Turner and my uh, my racial allegiance to you. Will, why are we here? <laughs> because Keeman, I mean, we we haven't we haven't spoken on microphones in a while. We need a new episode of the podcast, pal. Yeah. I mean, those those eight loyal listeners they they need more. <laughs> they don't. They, they don't, but they do. They do. They don't know they need it until we post about it, and then they'll be like, "Oh, Tristan Ty." And then we'll get the big, the big Tristan Ty bump, pal. Yeah, possibly know, double, You might see double digits. Exactly, possibly. exactly. We'll get all the East Coast Syndicate boys to listen. <laughs> we'll yeah. force them to download a shitty podcast. We'll, we'll really hook the New York fucking. We'll crowd. hook them, pal. Yeah. We'll yeah. hook them. But Tristan Ty, I, I, I'm just, I'm just gonna start with a, with a huge question, a huge groundbreaking question. What's it like right. to have an, an identical twin in professional wrestling? Um, what's it like having identical twin in professional wrestling? Yep, and identical. He looks just like you, pal. That's crazy. You talking about that the dude? <laughs> it's so fucked up. I know who you're talking about. <laughs> we hope. And, oh, we hope. We hope <laughs> it's, the it's the same guy. I hope it's the same guy. Because there's really only one. I know who you're talking about. He's the one he wears. Like he wears the fucking pants. And he has uh yeah, and he has two eyes. Yeah, crazy. he has one. No, he has one tattoo, right? He has a tattoo on his shoulder, and he and he, and he has a beard. He's the other. He's the only other Asian dude in America with a beard and long hair. <laughs> I genuinely can't and, tell. And he sometimes wears there's a three, gold there's mask. Th- there's, there's three Asian wrestlers in New York or the East Coast, and two of them are here. So it's the other one. I it really is only three. Which one's the other one? <laughs> which my twin. Yeah. Are, are, are you going to drop a name, Tristan Ty? Uh, Josh. Imagine that was his name. Josh? <laughs> I don't know. Are, are you are you giving out uh, Ikiro Kwan shoot name, pal? Is yeah, pal, what's going on? Uh, I'll never be a Josh, but I don't know. I, know. I don't know. I don't know his name. I don't know his name. Pal, well, you've never seen us in the same room twice, though, right? Pal, I don't. I'm just never. saying, right? No. It's, I, I, I just think it's crazy, right? You and your identical twin, your doppelganger, works in the same company. 
Oh, it's crazy. It's crazy. Kevin? Yo, there's this other dude I thought you were talking about. There's this dude who looks just like me. But not really, though. Not really, though. No, like, you can, like he was born on the same, he was born on the same side of the world. But he's not, he looks like me, but he doesn't look like me. He, he wears a gold mask. He's part of a militant group in, in the major leagues of professional wrestling. That's yeah, pretty crazy. Yeah. He looks just like you, Tristan. I can't yeah. believe it, pal. Yeah. yeah, I'd never heard him talk, but. I mean, he's, he's a handsome fellow, though. Yeah, he's really not cool as handsome guy. as you, pal, but I mean, come on. And clearly not as smart because it took me a little while to know what you guys were fucking talking about. And now I, I brought the race upon myself thinking about these three other Asian guys that might look like me. And I'm like, oh. Exactly. You're trying like, to no, bury me, Tristan. You're trying to bury me. Terrible. But it could be heat, pal. I, I, I was trying to. That's, that's the one rule me and Key came up with for this podcast. No heat, pal. No. Yeah, we're doing a terrible job at it. Exactly. Because <laughs> I came into Corp Bauer to listen to this podcast and just be like, no. We can't wait to wait to accidentally ruin your career, Tristan. Uh, yeah, you apologize ahead yeah. of time. Yeah. I'd be so mad if that could ruin my career. <laughs> this shitty we podcast, you agree? There's always people chasing children, little boys, and now and I and I get in trouble for this. <laughs> we'll, keep, we'll, we'll keep it PG-13, pal. We have children listening to the podcast. Pro- we probably don't. I mean, Ari, Ari, Ari. that's about it. Yeah, Ari, Ari definitely. Is. Ari, if you're listening to this, if he does hear this, and I've said this without him in the room because I haven't seen Ari Mad long, he is a sleeper. I'm watching, putting in some work. He's a sleeper and a half. Did you see? Did you see the West Virginia matches? No, I don't think so. Oh, I think I, I saw a highlight. But I'm telling you, he's he's I'm, he's he's gets bigger and all that. I, he's, I'm telling you, he's gonna get. He gets seen in front of the right people. He's gonna. Mm-hmm. No we legit. Yeah. You just you just ruined one, one of my questions for later. I mean, about, if, I li- if I really like Ari, <laughs> <laughs> no, no about 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 people you, you you see who could be uh who could be on the rise once all this uh, COVID is over. Oh, should I answer that now? Yeah, yeah. Keep, just keep talking, pal. No format. Oh, no format. Oh, open, open, conscious stream of conscious podcast. Town hall, pal. Town hall. Conscious, conscious. What? What the hell? What the Never, never heard of it. What the hell? Conscience. You know, I don't, I don't need fireballs thrown yeah, in my I, face, pal. Stole my line, pal. I don't like it. No, I you, mean, people mean, that should be watched out for. I mean, I'll even say key just because he's here either. It's just like literally, like if you're looking at even if you look at acting, like no one wants white babies anymore. You know what I'm saying? Like they want. Ethnic baby, they want. It's just that's just how the world is. They're they're tired of seeing everybody's white. They all look the same. Like they're tired of seeing. Oh, pal, you know what I'm saying? They all look like Korean. I, like, I will admit that that that, that is a song clip that I, I'm gonna take out. Like that's just what it is. So why no, not add some different it. people and different flavors in there? Like I agree. Yeah, right. I'm the only Asian dude in every locker room I've ever been. In. The only Facts. time that I was supposed to wrestle Asians was when I was supposed to wrestle the Stronghearts before I got hurt. The imports, yeah. Yeah. There you know, like there. I mean, I I was hoping to save the uh, thing for later, but I do want to talk to you about like being an Asian American in the professional wrestling, right? Because there ain't like a lot of us, if anything, and most of the people are just imports that people bring in, like fucking, like I said, strong heart, strong heart, and yeah, like Daisuke and things like that. But like, 
there ain't a lot of there there ain't a lot of us out there. So how do you like? Do you do you feel like you are representing like your Asian heritage? I feel like I am, and I'm not. Partly, you know, I am because like you know people can see the face and they'll be like, okay, there's all right, there, there's someone that looks different on the on, on the card. You know, the, the things that I've you know where I've been. But at the same time, no, because I don't, I'm not attached to the culture. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't, like, I didn't grow up in an Asian household. I don't have, like, Asian friends. I never, like, never dated, like, an Asian girl who grew up. Like, I don't know really anything about my culture that much. I'm adopted, too. So it's like, I don't know. So when I wrestle, I don't, I forget that that's how I'm perceived. So that's like when, like, a girl Kwan came through, they were like, you gotta do, you're gonna be doing this. But I don't really know how to do that. Like I did, I did martial arts just because I thought it was cool, not because I thought like it's a rite of passage, like I'm supposed to know it. You know what I mean? So now, like where the goal kind of was, I'm want to be like the first Asian wrestler who's not the Asian wrestler. I can talk, use that. You actually have someone that can look like me who doesn't have to be that, who just who can know karate. Like that's to me, that's an asset. Or at least how they carry themselves and 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 how you know they're you know we're like me and you, we're Americanized. We can't be like. And we're from the Northeast. We can't be like bullshitted into stupid deals or have like, you know, like or fans or have like, you know, dudes in the locker room try to treat you a certain way. Like you're not, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't happen that way. So I feel like it's good because I'm the first experience that a lot of people have in terms of meeting Asian Americans. And it's definitely a different experience, I guess. Yeah. But at the same time, like if you're trying to look for a good representation of like the Asian culture, like, it's not me. Like, it's definitely not me. Well, but. aside from that, right, like, like you said, like, I feel like Asian, um, yeah, I feel like Asian Americans or Asian wrestlers in general, general in, like, America get, like, pigeonholed into, like, a certain prototype, right? The fucking, right. like, the classic Japanese, like, oh, he's strong style or whatever. It's, like, ironic that I'm saying this, because, like, I'm, that's what I, that's the kind of thing I'm marked out for. But, like, but, like, for you, it's just, that's not who you are. And I feel like that's also kind of important to give like diversity of like, hey, just because I'm Asian doesn't mean I'm like this fucking person. Like we're right. like, we're different. Right. And I actually I understand, you know, people are you know, people are ignorant. You know what I mean? Saying like like for a majority, and that doesn't mean because they wear a suit that they just stopped being ignorant. You know what I'm saying? Like you see a bunch of promoters, you know, just grown ass men that just like you who who you're supposed to value their opinion. They could be vets too. And they'll just say some like, you know, they'll just say some shit that you like that anyone else probably wouldn't, you know, they would like, you know, not know what to say or they'd be shy or they didn't understand because of language barrier or whatnot. But like, you know, I mean, I check people if they say something, I'm, you know, I tell them like, you know, I'm not that, I'm the wrong one to do that with. Like, it's not like, it's not going to happen again with me. So hopefully it makes people think twice maybe, but also there's just too much chest poking as it is in wrestling. So it's just yeah. like, sometimes it's kind of like, especially if you've been in real situations, like there's no point, like, I'm gonna get like arrested for some for someone saying something stupid. Like it's never, it's never that serious. But. It's not worth it. Yeah. Yeah. No. But well, like, it, um, even if you like, you don't feel like you're Asian, right? Cause like me, like, I I kind of get there where I feel like I'm Americanized enough where I feel I just feel like I'm like an American. Yeah. But like, even 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 if you like kind of act like that or like be like that, do you ever feel like you like even even if you don't rep like recognize it or realize it do you ever feel like you are like other people recognizing you as Asian do you ever feel that kind of way people are like oh man he's different I think I think everyone can pick that up um I guess from again just from the interactions I never really got 
like racist stuff towards me because I was kind of crazy growing up. So like I was, it was never like, oh, you know, like let's try him or something. Right? It was never like that. I always had like a, at least the friend, the friends that I had or whatever. Like maybe they made jokes at first, but if I was like the first one to fight, it was kind of like you're like you're crazy. Like no, we're not trying to do something stupid. Like not that I would, not that it was like even an intimidating thing. It was just like okay, you're clearly you know, don't you know mess around like that you know because I'm not I'm not gonna bow my head and be like you know don't do that or or like I wasn't talking to you like I'm talking to you type of thing so um and I think just in general especially in wrestling like sometimes it's good to be that that you're just a culture shock I guess in a way yeah you know it's the same thing when someone meets their first gay person or first transgender person like you're not after you hear things in media from your parents or from school if you didn't grow up around anyone like that you know what I mean like then you just you just sometimes you just don't know how to act so sometimes if you just carry yourself well and you just leave a good impression, you put your, you know, I mean, you don't really, you know, you keep out of politics, you just put in work in the ring and then you just carry yourself with your head held high. Like they say, okay, you know, maybe their perceptions change. But um, as far as people like really like, I guess, portraying like uh, stereotypes and, and whatnot on me, I think that they may want to, but they don't know where to put it. Cause they can tell, I think they can tell, that I'm Americanized, but they don't know how far, and then they don't know what to say afterwards if there is anything to say. I mean, that's like the weird part too. Like people just feel like they have to say something or act like they're somewhat culturally aware of someone different. It's like, yeah, you know, like no, I'm just like a normal person. <laughs> You're not gonna treat me different. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm. A, I was talking to someone, I guess a bit, who was telling me that's just because of how I look. And like my style doesn't help, but like just because of how I look, that me being Asian people assume certain things about me. And I think it is true to a certain extent. So I do, so I personally sometimes kind of like just think to myself, am I, because I'm working this kind of style, like something I enjoy, am I doing myself this service because I'm just being mixed, like lost in the shuffle? I do have that kind of. But also, I don't think so because again, there's still, there, there's, there's money in, in, building off of stereotypes like i look at it as i look at kirill quant as me getting my foot in the door mm-hmm. and then i can find my leeway once my foot's in the door to be like you know i like take off my hat like no nah, this is this is this is this is like this is what you're missing now that my foot's in the door you liked me for me that's what you did i didn't you didn't sign a kirill quant you signed tristan todd and then you made a kirill quant so clearly you understand what i'm doing so if you can market off that i understand but don't but don't pigeonhole someone who has extra attributes that you couldn't give xyz because they're not from here they don't know how the things go also i mean i'm 25 so i know what's good in the world anyway so it's like you can tap into the youth you can tap into new york like that type of culture that type of scene with the with the face that you're trying to market as whatever you want to but you know hopefully they they they, you know they can see that that's what i'm hoping for because remember the first time we called or i i I understood what they were trying to do and they told me what group i was going to be in what i was going to do and they told me, and I said, well, can I keep my name? And they said, no, we don't think so, because it's a little uh, too American for the group. We want kind of want to be a little, you know, different. You know, Asian, they don't want to say it, you know what I mean? And I was looking at them. I was like, the, you know, the, I probably told you guys the story. I was like, the other people in the group are Simon, Jacob, and Joseph. And you tell me Tristan is too crazy, you know what I mean? Like, you had to be, a cure, you know, so it was kind of like me taking a step at me, recognizing the situation, and part of me being like, I don't care. Like my pride and ego is way too, is way bigger than a contract. And then on the other, on the other side, it was like, why don't I use this contract to let them see that, like be smart about it, be an adult about it, be, be like, 
thank you for this. Now let me show you that this could be this, you know what I mean? Type of thing. So that's kind of, that's my approach towards it. And they're all good people too. You know what I mean? Yeah. You can't, you know, and then, or, you know, recognizing that, especially when you deal with certain people that may be like, and you expect certain attributes out of a boss and they just don't come to play. Then it's like, you know, your expectations are low, especially in a business that you respect. And then the more people you meet, the, the, the allure of what wrestling is starts to go away. Cause then you see how it's just a business. So when you meet Court, you know, Court Bauer is, is, has been great, has been great. He's been hitting me up all the time about recovery, about not trying to rush a return because he wants me to be healthy. You know, like there's, you know, I'm in plans and things like that. So just having his, him on my back, that's, you know, that's, that, that's awesome because he can actually, he sees value. And then in turn, I look in long term, if I'm making a good impression on him, then people like me, like us, will get more opportunities because they're seeing us there. They're not saying, oh, he must be from Japan. He must be this guy. Like, no, he doesn't have to be. I'm American, and this is what I do. And I look like this because I'm from here. Just like you look like that because you're from here. It's everything. So it's just educating the the masses and trying not to give the fans and everybody in the office, whatever, too much credit for trying to be politically and culturally conscious of, of things. Yeah, and they're just saying Kevin Koo as well, don't they? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm really glad I got to have the conversation because I, I feel like I don't really have anyone or well, I didn't have anyone in the business. Even when I started like, breaking it in, like American wrestling, I didn't have anyone I could talk to. I didn't have anyone in the, even in the indie scene or in WWE TV where I could look at him like, yeah, like, I could relate to that guy. So I feel yeah. like I, I hope, hopefully like someone like you being on like the TV along with the like, Kevin Koo and others, like yeah. they could possibly hopefully give, you know, show other like, kids who look like us they be like hey you can do this like it's not just like right. it's not just like this kind of people like we can't do this too so yeah i'm glad we got to have this conversation thank you yeah and that's what i said being a minority in every group is just like you know because i'm the minority everywhere like anywhere yeah. like wherever even my family right my family's like white you know mixed you know on other you know other but i'm still one of the mixes so it's kind of like there's never i've never in an area where it's all everyone looks like me Mm-hmm. ever even if i go to like chinatown in the city or when i used to go or even like the mall there's mad asians at the mall they they know that they can't have a conversation with me so yeah even like asian people understand that i'm not like them so it's like so you deal with that and then you go into the wrestling world where the only thing i have in common with wrestling friends and my wrestling like my wrestling friends and fans is wrestling i don't know about video games like i don't play video games i'm not good i never had time i never had time to i'm not good I don't know about like anime or like Dragon Ball Z or anything or, or even some of the cult movies that these guys, that everyone likes. Like, I don't know anything except for, and even wrestling. I didn't know. The first independent wrestling show I saw was the, was the first one I was on. I didn't even know independent. I didn't know. I knew I saw Nick Mondo fall off the, fall off the roof. <laughs> I saw and, and WrestleMania 19 and sting. That's the only, that's all that I knew. I want to start. Was it. I didn't know anything. I was like, yeah, I saw that. I saw those three things. Wait, 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 wait. Has, fr- <laughs> has Keeman ever told you how, how, how he found out about wrestling? No. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it wasn't as cool as watching Nick Mondo fall off the roof. I can't believe that was your first independent show. That's crazy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I guess I'm telling this story now. Um, so I knew nothing about wrestling. Yeah. Up to like, 10th grade. <laughs> the 10th, uh, no, it was like 10th, 11th grade. I knew nothing about wrestling. And then, like, remember that fucking 
the John Cena prank call? Yes. Yeah, that was my first introduction to wrestling. And you were like, this is something I have to do now? <laughs> no. And then, this doesn't sound like it hurts at all. I'll do this. <laughs> I'll do this shit. And then I watched that. It was funny. And then I kept seeing, like, you know, the RKO memes. Yo, I forget. The t- I forget because you're not you're not that much younger than me, but you're also at the time where like when I was when like when you can think about that shit. That's crazy. Yeah, that, that's uh, th- those were like my first introduction to wrestling. I'm like, I just like this is funny, and then I, and then on the underneath the video, like you see like all this like recommended clips, <laughs> and you see like like raw highlights and things like that. And that's how I started watching that, and then that's how I actually started watching wrestling. <laughs> The, I think the first, first, first time it was a family party and I just, I just went on like, I just, obviously I didn't want to be around anybody. So I went to another side room, put on the TV, but I couldn't find the remote. So I like pressed the button. It was just on channel UPN. It was SmackDown. And John Cena was rapping against somebody. And I was like, this is dope. He was like jacked and rapping. I was like, that's everything that I want to do right now. I just want to be jacked and rap eight years old. Let me do all that. And then and then, like, you know, parties over, whatever. And I, because I was eight, I'm like, this can only be seen in this room specifically on this TV. So every, I would check it every night until I figured out, like, because it wasn't on for six days afterwards. Obviously, it's only on yeah. one day a week. And I would check it every day. And then the seventh day, I was like, oh, wow. My mom was like, what are you, what are you doing out here? And she was like, oh, I, I like this. And she was like, that's wrestling. And I was like, wrestling. I was like, I was like, no, it's not. This dude's rapping, beating people up. I was like, what do you mean? And then, um, <laughs> And then she took me to Blockbuster, and that's when I got WrestleMania 19. I was like, oh. I just looked at two videos. I looked at Sting, and then I looked at the WrestleMania 19. But I didn't know Sting or WCW. I only recognized John Cena on one of the on one of the pictures, and I was like, oh, I, I guess I'm watching this. And I was like, what the fuck is this? It was crazy. <laughs> and that was a good WrestleMania. That was that's like one of my favorite WrestleManias because I was just like, you know, the first one you see. That man, that thing was crazy. Well, what happened in WrestleMania 19? That was that, Brock. That, that was Brock Angle. Angle, yeah. It was, uh, the, it was the Seattle one at the baseball thing. Yeah, it was like the, where... the longest entrance in the world. But like you, you watch like nothing makes sense. Like Big, no. Sh- like Big Show and A Train versus Undertaker, and then Nathan Jones runs out. I'm like, what the fuck? Is that? <laughs> because because he got ju- he got jumped by the full blooded Italians before. Yeah, because they realized like... they realized he wasn't good enough to have an actual match. So they were like, let's not ruin the Undertaker by having him team with Nathan Jones. So they took him out and had him run in, which is just. Insane. And I mean, and you're watching it. You're eight years old, and you're just trying to. You don't even know what's happening. Like nothing. Like nothing makes sense. I thought they came out of the screen. I know it was a curtain. I mean, I thought they just walked out of the screen. I was like, they walked. I didn't know when the music comes out. As soon as they stepped, it was like music. Like it was just. Yeah, no, I was just crazy. And then. Yeah. Uh, I I need to know. I need to uh, know what this Nick Mondo story. Oh no! It was just um. It's one of those things where, like, you know, you start to get into wrestling and then you go to middle school. And so you're trying to balance, like, I guess just fitting in girls and whatever you like and not sure if you want to let people know that you like it because you don't know if it's in yet. Yeah. So it's one of those things. So then I saw some kid, he had, like, a wrestling shirt on. He had, like, a Mankind shirt. And I was like, that's a wrestling shirt. The guy was probably like, Scott, we're in, we're in school. Like, he was like an idiot. Like, of course it is. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I, you know, like, that's how I approached it. I was like, it's a wrestling shirt. And, uh, and then we started talking and he was like, yeah, no, I love wrestling. I think, and then we went to like the computer lab or whatever. And he like showed me like a clip. It was like CZW, like some, you know, some shit. It was just Nick Mondo. 
jumping off like falling, you know, that whole that thing with what's his name falling off the roof. Was it was it the TOD two Xander group? Yeah, bump? the parking lot. <laughs> and I'm that like, was the first exposure to independent wrestling. That was the, I was the first. I didn't know that. I didn't know that, okay, that's independent scene. I was like, damn, this is stupid. Why don't they just go on TV and make money? This looks terrible. <laughs> this is awful. Wow, well, how much are you getting paid? I was like, Yo, big gray Tristan Todd. He's like, oh, brother, why, why take bumps? Get on TV, pal. I was like, yeah, no, I, yeah, no, that's a whole different story, bro. That's a whole different thing, right? I don't understand that at all. The free, the free thing. I'll never understand that. I'll never get that. You're hurting yourself. Yeah. I could do so much bullshit for free. Uh, so much. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Like, how you get, like, how, like, your, some people's gear is $500 and you wrestle for 10. That's, I don't get that at all. I don't, that's, I mean, um, I guess we're not in position to, like, bargain for, like, but that's the thing, yeah. though, and you look at it like they they created that narrative. You look at music; people do features on songs like just to just do a verse for like two grand, five hundred, six hundred. They're not even like good, or like sometimes they're just unknown rappers. Like, there's got to be a way to just to to make the business work. The problem is no one teaches us the business aspect. That's the same reason why a lot of people get hurt because athletics and it's sports. But a lot of wrestlers have never been on a sports team, so they don't even know how to even act or train being that's why like all of that locker room and weird bullshit that's why everyone all this stuff has been happening it's because everyone's trying to use wrestling to redo high school they do a couple steroids and now they think that they can just make people think that they were the quarterback like get the fuck out of here like get the, like, like you're weird we're all in wrestling like we're all weird at some point no matter if no matter what walk of life we can't we're, we're here so we'll just set that straight like you're not like you know you're not like that you know what i mean if you could you know like some people like and you can tell the people that aren't worried about it like I never sweat when I walk. Like, I know my like I'm I'm good. Like my head, my background, I'm good. But like no, but there's a lot of people that are like, you could just tell the way that they come off. It's like I just like what are you, what are you doing? Like you know, like just mad weird. And then those are the people you got to stay away from because then that automatically brings the value of everything down. If the locker room views it that way, the fans are gonna view it that way. The promoters are gonna look at it that way, and then everything in your name goes down. You know what I mean? It's just like I'd rather have, which I do. I have 55 matches. I'd rather have 55 matches with not all of them being up and certain ones being up, being against reputable people, and that being the only footage available, than having 300 and 200 of them not meaning anything, just more bruises on your body. So it's almost like the less is more. Like I don't want to wrestle 9,000 times a year. I don't get why people want to do that for the love. You take the, you could do it for the love. I don't know. I love living and not being hurt. So like I don't know. Maybe that's the wrong approach, though, because I feel the same. I feel, I'm, I'm bad, man. This is the live podcast, too. I mean, I'm, I don't hide it, though. Like, I said the same about Ring Crew. The first time I showed up to a, the first time I showed up to a show, and they're like, yo, can you build this ring with us? I was like, why? They're like, nah, but, you know, it's just, it's just what you do. I was like, it looks like that's what you do. I'm about to, I'm about to sit over here, like, and wait till the show starts. It's like, no, nah, but you got to help out. I was like, I'm not wrestling. Like, no, but you don't understand. Like, you know, what we do is, like, you know, you're starting out. You, know, you build a ring because it makes you better. I was like, how how does that make me better? Like, you know, because when you, you, you build it, you build it. And then when you build it, it you, you get better in the ring. I was like, all right, you you find me where that where that's happening. I'm going to sit over here. And then when you look better in the ring from building this ring, I'll, I'll be in there with you. I'll carry those boards out. And that's kind of – that was my approach to it. I never understood it until I saw people that I respected doing it. And then they explained to me kind of what it was. And it's just a wholesome, all that paying your dues, that's bullshit. 
It's more so let's get the job done. We're in this together. And everyone's been told this lie. So let's just build the ring type of thing. Like it's kind of, like that's as simple as it was. Like they don't want to pay, they don't want to pay a bunch of, bunch of bums off the street to build it. It's yeah. not that hard to build. You know what I mean? So, and then, but that again, like you've got to have a different eye towards it. Like not even just business, just life in general. Like there are a lot of people excited to do mediocre stuff and it just bothers me because like, it doesn't have to be that way. And then, then that's, that's what keeps the respect level separate with wrestling and, and people who don't like wrestling or understand wrestling in terms of sports, it keeps it separate because of the population that it attracts. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Like, Tristan Todd. <laughs> yo, yo, I'm you, because look at it this way, right? People, <sighs> people love GCW, right? They love it. They will bleed for it. But they're the first people to flip on GCW for like something as simple as like someone got caught, someone got COVID. There was an exposure here. There was this there. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't matter what you do. If the right people say that it's whack, it's whack. And there's like almost nothing you can do because they already set the narrative. And the most inclusive organization in terms of sports and entertainment i believe is wrestling we accept everybody with open arms and we give everybody a chance and like sometimes a lot of them are the most disenfranchised groups of people and the most beautiful thing about it is because locker rooms come together who might norm not normally on paper be friends and they find commonality through wrestling and the times that they've gone through and you th would think that that community would be a little bit more accepting and forgiving of certain things and trying to understand different sides and how things go and they flip just like the rest of them. You know what I mean? Like they turn their backs like that. Some of them are probably deserving, but at the same time, why would you be like, I don't know. Like when the dude goes ahead and like touches a bunch of kids at the, at the Cub Scout meeting, of course he did. That's what they've been doing. Like, what do you, what do you expect? And you, you bring, you give a couple of weirdos some clout in an environment where they think they could be a king. They're going to touch some asses. They're going to think they can, you know what I mean? Like, I'm not like, you know what I mean? I don't know. That's just, that's just me. Like, if they didn't know how to act before, they're not going to know how to act now. No, I get you. Letting, uh, like, oh, we should, we should yeah. stop these people from, we should, we should stop these people. It's like, you're the one that's keeping the door open. Correct. Check these people now. Don't check them after you give them an opportunity because you didn't see it. You know what I mean? Like, it was a problem why you didn't see it. Like that interview with that Sammy Guevara or whatever, I don't know how to say his name, but like when you, like when he did that thing, like people were focusing on Sammy. They weren't focusing on the podcast guy who didn't even blink an eye that he said it. The Kevin Scampoli, yeah. Whatever his name, he was like, he just went on to, he just went on. Like that didn't raise a red flag. So what conversations is he having with his friends? No, he, all, yeah, his content is like, it's, it's not good. Yeah. mindset that's come into it and they've taken advantage of the, of the accepting part of wrestling. And they've taken advantage because now we're just letting creeps in. You think you're letting, you think creeps are lasting 72 hours in an NFL locker room? Or organization. Like some people like that, they're like, like get out of here. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. We're just giving chances to people that shouldn't have been let in the building. Or we're giving keys to people. You know what I mean? Like they like, I don't know. Tristan Todd. It's crazy. I mean, I mean, I mean not wrong. Not Tristan. He has not said anything unfactual. Correct. I mean, just, it all, to me, it's just simple. I mean, that's it's, all factual. Avoided. Not gonna lie, this wasn't the direction that I had in mind when we decided to do the podcast. We can make it. We can make it positive. No, 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 no. But I'm no, glad. No, I'm, is, I'm, I'm glad we, it went this way because this yeah. is a conversation that a lot of people want to have, right? Because it's, it's sensitive, but it's because one, 
because people will be sensitive about like, oh, you can't speak on this company, you can't speak against like this people because it will cost you booking, it will cost you money and things like that, right? People will be talking the most on Twitter and all that kind of stuff. They'll be, they'll be the first one to speak out on the most sensitive subject. And then once it starts affecting their pockets, they go silent. Right. Like, I don't, yeah, I, I don't know, man. It's just, to me, it's just so avoidable. Like wrestling, like I said, like wrestling Twitter is toxic. Like it just, I look at it like it shouldn't be. There's no, there's no way that like Facebook now with all these like 40 and 50 year old white moms yelling at each other should be more, to- should be less toxic than a wrestling Twitter account when everyone is like, like, you I mean, you're all in the same umbrella. Like you're all like, yeah. we're, we're wrestling fans. Like why do you got to, they just make it ugly, and it just it just doesn't have to be. And it's sad it helps to it helps to not pay attention to it. Like I really don't pay attention to it. Yeah, me neither. At I, all, I cut that out a lot. But like, it's sad because like wrestling is like, like doing this like like there's so so much trust on each other, and it's supposed to be like a like community of trust and care, but it's so divisive yeah. all the time, and it's so toxic, and everyone just be yelling at each other for no reason. And I, I just wish you know things weren't so divisive. Yeah, just let just let talented people work. Like that's just what it like. I don't know. You can tell like there's talent, and then there's like he's got it, and by it I mean himself together. That does that excludes any any sort of mental illness or anything because I because there's there's no limitation on people who have mental illness. But it but it does say something when you when when you know actions do speak louder than words. Like you could be talented as fuck, but if you're like if you're weird, that that means something. People, I got to check these people. People let allow people's names or how many followers they have to erase red flag signs like you're weird and not weird as in you you know love you know like mayonnaise sandwiches like weird as in like you really love hanging around these kids or like you really are looking at these women kind of weird you know i think if you i mean what everyone should do is like for a background check for a wrestler call one person from their high school and ask them how they were you know what I mean? And if they're yeah. like, oh, he was doing this, this, and this in high school. Oh, he just did that. All right, kick him out. You know what I mean? Like, he's, get him help if you really want to. But, like, we don't need – it doesn't matter what your name is. Correct. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. No. Uh, like I said, I think everything you said was all factual. Like, well said. None of you, none of you nothing you said was a lie. I mean, yeah. no, I would – I said that's not, like, I don't lie. Like, it's, again, yeah. that's the biggest quote. Like, if the truth hurts, change it. Think you, if you think you're giving off these weird vibes – like I, I never, I never have to worry about giving old vibes like that. I never have to worry about people saying, "Yo, Tristan Ty is acting a little fun." I, I, I never have to worry about that. If you someone, if you have to worry about that, take some self reflection or just talk to somebody because you gotta sort some shit out. Like, like you have to know, man. If you, oh, damn these damn kids, and they're older than <laughs> us too, man. That's the weirdest part, man. These like grown ass men. How long you think they've been doing this? Like, two to how long? Like you didn't get the memo. Don't stalk women. Like don't be, don't rape women. Be a decent human being. Know. Yeah. You'd think it wouldn't be too difficult, but here we are. All right. Uh, let's. I guess let's let, let's flip the script a little bit. Going well. I, I, I mean, I will say one thing. I mean, at least Tristan Ty advocated for mayonnaise sandwiches. I mean, as <laughs> no, he I did mean, not uh, advocate for mayonnaise sandwiches. Yes, he, he did. Was, I never he said had it was weird. He said it was Just weird. Just you have mayonnaise sandwiches doesn't mean that you're out here sniffing boots. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, 
Is this direct correlation with mayonnaise sandwiches? And <laughs> sniffing boots? Yeah. Uh, not, not that I know of. I, uh, I, mean, I gotta look into the data. You got. We, we gotta do some research on people who eat mayonnaise sandwiches. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I, I guess I'll we'll go back to MLW. This was a question people wanted to ask you was, how did you get involved with it? Like, how how did they find you? Oh, um, oh, MLW. Yeah. Uh, through Beyond, but before, even before that, it went from me having me wrestling for my home promotion once a month, once every two months me not having a lot of confidence because I knew I wanted perfection. I wanted to be perfect. The only problem is I didn't know what that perfect was. So I was continuously trying to raise the bar for myself just to try to be, you know, like having like crazy ambitions. Like I want to be the first wrestler sponsored by Nike, like weird things like that. Like I want to just like those weird goals. So I know I can't put out a product until I'm ready for it. I'm not rushing out to get my first match out of the way. I want it to be the best match. So people could say that was his first damn, I got to see a Like, that's how I always thought about it. Um, and then they got the idea to go to uh, Dojo Wars because at a show, Barton and I forget who, I think, I guess Dom, was it Dom or Gabe, met Michael Langdon. Yeah, I was there. No, I, I, I was after you. the, uh, yeah, I was there. I was, it was after the, pro, uh, I think a Progress New York show or Evolve New York show. Yeah. Yeah, and, and then we, we met. We met at a diner. Yeah. 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 Oh, so, and there's you know every you know most most deals are happen happen at a diner. Most babies are cons are uh, are made at diners, <laughs> I think. Um, and oh. they uh, yeah, so they decided like yeah, we're gonna go down to, to to New Jersey, and you know it's like you know you know CZW, and I was like, do I know CZW? That's when that crazy <laughs> white guy fell off the roof. I was like, yeah, no season. So that's how, so that's how, that's how I thought it was. I was like, you guys want to, I was like, oh, well, I'll watch you guys. Like, God damn. Like, yeah, how do you, are you going to train? It's like, it's gonna, you're, I was like, you want to pick me up and then die. And then I, then I got to do what? <laughs> and, you know, that's how I thought. And I was like, yo, and then he's like, no, it's the rest of the train. I was like, oh, I'm not ready to go there. So I'm not ready for that. He's like, nah, come, come, come. You know I mean? We'll, we'll, you know, we'll, we'll tell me, maybe we'll tag. And then they were like, yeah, me and Gabe are tagging. And we wrestled Vinny Pacifico and Tim Taylor, and we hit him with a to- we won Wild. with a total we won with a total elimination. Wild! Wild! Oh, that's insane. What a match! That, that's all, insane. All, only in Dojo. Wait, no, style. it was no, it was no, it was it was Vinny, it was Vinny Pacifico. It was Vinny Talata. Was it Vinny Pacifico? Vinny Talata. Vinny Pacifico, and and Tim Taylor. That's who it was. My bad. I missed Tim Taylor. Or was it the second one? No, the first one I wrestled Vinny, and all four of us, me, Chris, Dom, and Gabe, all slipped off the rope, <laughs> the top rope. But for, luckily for me, it was the finish, and I was supposed to, like, get caught up and then pin. So I was, like, I was fine with that. But, uh, yeah, no, and we went, and it, and it ended up going really well. So in there, with Dojo Wars, it went from a match every two months to every week now on the fly right away, people I didn't know. So now it was trying to build confidence and trying to feel more comfortable having be more conscious of, you know, can we had uh we had Leafington with the camera, we had the hard cam and I'd be aware of it now, you know, and, uh, and, and that was, and that was and, and a, a small live crowd, which was digestible to perform in front of. So that was good. And then from there, we gained a little confidence. Then Gabe was like, yo, we're about to do this beyond, I'm going to do this beyond tryout. You know, I think I should do it. I was like, yeah, you should do it. He's like, yo, you should come with me. I, said, I, should, ah. I was like, I can't do Beyond, bro. I was like, I just figured out because then I just found out what Beyond was. I was like, I can't do Beyond. Like, 
you see these you see the people that are on this show like i was like and then my head still trying to be like i want to be every time someone sees me i was like i want people to say where were you where have you been all my life i need you right now here's my you know that that's how i wanted it to be at the time i was like i'm not ready for drew cordero or anyone in beyond wrestling to see me in my mind i wasn't like i'm not ready for that and then He's like, no, nah, it's a tryout. Like, trust me, there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of people probably going, probably a lot of them might not even be good. So it'd just be good for you just to get in there, hear them talk. And I got to thank Abe for talking me into it. And I was like, one day it just didn't sound like a bad idea. I was like, you know what? Fuck it. It was like a hundred bucks. I was like, all right, let's do it. Two days. Let's go. We ended up going and we did really, really, really well, really well. And then, uh, you know, and then we got the hang. And it was me, me, Gabe, and the New York guys, this kid, uh, Chris, Chris Tavares and Mantis. I don't know if you know him uh from new york and we ended up uh getting a room we'll split in the room like half like one room the other room with uh uh a couple of the guys and then like dickinson janella and uh and drew we went out to dinner with them and just kind of just try to pick their brain a little bit and stuff uh and that was good and and then they were making matches because the first day was just like drills and little practice partner things and then the next day was matches and then out of the matches, they would pick the four best matches. And then after that, they would pick three pe- three matches to be televised for their pre-show for the Chikara thing that they were doing. And they ended up, me, me and Gabe got picked, and then three other guys got picked. And then we did another match. And then we and then the, try, the tryout ended, and Gabe won the tryout and won a match at the Lethal Lottery a couple months down the road. And then, you know, we all it was great experience, all that stuff. They gave us great advice. They loved, you know, they loved my promo. They loved his promo and they loved uh, a couple of sequences, like sequences we did. And then Drew hit us up and said, hey, we'd like to use you for, uh, for the uh, Discovery Gauntlet, the thing that they're having, the Uncharted Territory yeah, that we're starting. Yeah, yeah. And they're like, we would like you, we would like Gabe to be week one because he won. And they would like me to be week two. And we're like, oh, shit. I was like, oh okay, they kind of fuck with us to, to put uh, on their first shows, first couple episodes to put that on us. So like, oh, you know, that's lit. The crowd liked us a little bit. Um, and then we got invited again to do the the Boston Secret Show. And that's where Court saw me. Him and uh, another scout watched the show. And they, li- and they really liked me. And uh, they thought I'd be really good for Contra. Part of it, obviously, again, is I was right for Contra at the time. And that's a real, that's a real thing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I understood that placement, but I'm not going to not jump on it. Yeah, I yeah. acknowledge that I fit the bill. I fit the, I checked the boxes. Like I was young. I had a different type of look. I was Asian and no one knows me. So right away it's now we can make him whatever. Now we can home grow him now. Yeah. So then I got, then I, uh, then I applied for school, going to graduate school and get my master's in social work right now. Hey, good after stuff. I, but after I signed, after I put my paperwork for my master's degree uh, to sign up, um, four days later, court called me to sign me. So I was like, do I do both? I was like, what is this going to be like? And you know, now I'm doing both. And uh, it's a lot, man. It's a lot, a lot. Like writing papers on the plane being like in different time zone, trying to send it in. It's like, I'm late. And I have to tell my teacher like, no, like I'm in Chicago. I'll be back in the morning, like type of thing. You know, and, it, and again, you know, it sounds, and it sounds cool. Cause it's like, now it's like, now it's all at once now where I'm living what I expected because I didn't want to, cause I got all I knew was WWE. 
So that was the standard. I never wanted to be an indie guy because I didn't know it existed. So I was like, I can only do what I believe needs to be done. And if that's the, if I can do the most I can, like that's, that's, that's the, that's the standard. Um, but I think it's definitely good, especially now because with, with Gabe, uh, you know, the narrow, all the guys, even you guys, like anytime I'm around these minds or the system in general, like I'm learning so much and I can tell you guys that before you get there. Like that's one of the rare things that I've noticed was like, anytime I give advice, anytime I want to talk, like if it's about life, then it's probably me just rambling about how I see things. But if it's about wrestling, I tell them right off the bat, anybody, even like Gabe, I tell them many times, this is never my opinion on what you should do or what I think you should. I'm not, I'm not in a place because I'm not better than anybody. But these are what the the minds that matter tell me. So if I can, if they are, if I've like, so like I look at it like if I was six, seven years in and I went to MLW, that's one to seven years of shit that I might have to chop up into forgetting about and only remember two years of knowledge. And then they'll groom me to learn the rest. Whereas now I've only been wrestling for three years and the third year I was, I've been injured the whole time. So two years, so two years, so in that, in that amount of time, I didn't learn that much to be erased. I'm learning now from now on, I'm only learning the right way. You know what I mean? So yeah, like yeah. now if I can give that to my boys and now they don't have to make dumbass mistakes or just like shake their head and be like, oh, I knew, you know what I mean? If, that, if, if that's the difference between what happened to me, just the right person watching your match at the right time and you being ready for it, that's, that, that's, that's, the, that's the big picture that is bringing people up. That's the big picture getting these boot sniffers out of here. I mean, I mean, one thing that shocked me about all that is the great motivator, Gabe Sky, just motivating out there. Just being like, oh, all all these guys probably suck, Tristan Tyne, so why don't you just come with me? (laughs) It wasn't even that. It was more so of, uh, I guess, the role that we played on each other. We knew, or at least the way, he always knew, he always knew these things. But I put words behind it. I let him understand that these weren't just feelings that you were having. These are skill sets, and you got to capitalize on it. The fact that you want to do those extra push-ups with me means that you know that they have to be done or someone else is going to do them. If you're the hardest worker in the room, it's time to change rooms. If, I'm a, if, I'm, if, I'm, if I have $1,000 in my pocket, I want to hang out with someone with 100000 because I got to know how to get that. Same thing, if I'm a millionaire, I guarantee you better be on a conference call with billionaires because that's where they are, and I want to be there. So it's like if he, if we constantly tell each other like, don't slack, don't do this, better come tonight because I'm coming two hours early because I want to do this. Okay, cool. Like when and when and once you have that relationship with anybody, it doesn't have to be 10, 12 people, one person. You you know, it's just a constant trying to make each other better. Plus, like I look at like we're very yin and yang in a way where like, you know, things I try to get with with my body in terms of how I want to look aesthetically, he has right. Like he like he he understands that, but in terms of the conditioning and the stamina and the control and that's what I have and the strength. So he needs to learn that from me. Whereas I'm more vocal and I know how to carry myself, look at promoters and, and try and even just talking to fans or anything just to have the, just the stature, I guess he looks at that to me. But when I look at maturity wise and decision-making, I look at him and with envy because if I was like that at 20, at 20 years old, 19 years old, like, I don't know what I'd be. I mean, I'd probably be, in a, in a different place or have way more substantial uh, uh, history uh, in this game. If I was like him, you know what I'm saying? Like I was crazy at 17, 18, 19. Like I was wild, like doing everything I shouldn't, like everything I shouldn't be doing 
and because I had good grades, I thought I could get away with it. You know what I'm saying? Like, just like, I thought I could get arrested and do APs because I, I mean, that's just how it was. Like, it was just what, it, you know, whereas Gabe, like, you know, helping him, it'd be like, I guess like a big brother, little brother type deal, but uh, we're equals in that, you know, in that ring in terms of how we see things and always calling each other, bouncing ideas back. So I was going to get that he's the one that pushed me to go to beyond. Because if I didn't go to beyond, because we didn't go to beyond thinking that Gabe was going to win the tryout. He won the tryout. And then we, and then because we were so attached because of the chemistry we had that they saw that made us better already because we already wrestled before and trained all the time. So that elevated art like Drew and Chris Dickinson and Janela's perception of us to go forward in that competition and in the tryout. And then all the, everything else came with it was just because, I don't know. But it, it's not even like cocky saying we're not surprised that we're able to do X, Y, Z because that's what we're, that's why we're doing it. Yeah. So we can't be surprised at success if success is what we want. If we were just doing it to do it and something cool happened, like, oh, shit, that was cool. Want is always more than what we're getting. Gonna harp on and just, you know, uh, allow, like, small successes to, like, be, like, the be-all, end-all, I guess. And it's like, yeah, it was a good match, but, you know, fucking go run now, <laughs> you know, type of thing. <laughs> like, that attitude, we're like, you know, like, we'll, we'll, like, we'll celebrate, but it's not over yet. We're still working. Like we're still on the clock. So That'd especially now that I'm, that I'm out and he can do single stuff. That's the big thing that I want for him to do this year and next year is to really get up there in the singles, in the singles world, because he can do it. He's been killing it. Killing yes, it. Sir. Yeah. Good stuff, man. That made me feel like I need to be doing push-ups right now. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Now, Tristan, I have a question for you, right? When, when Corp Bauer gives you the payday, yeah. Do you only do you only accept checks, or do you also accept cash, Western but Union, money no, order, um, Venmo? <laughs> do they have to cut the check? Do they have to? Is it in your contract? They have yeah. to cut the check. Yeah, I get the big checks that you get when like, you win the lottery. But they're, they, when you they win cost the Dojo like, Wars tournament. <laughs> the Dojo yeah, like Wars the Dojo Wars tournament. But as you know, they're not cheap checks. So I do take a pay cut to get it written on the big check. Man. You got to so, keep the gimmick alive, pal. It's, yeah, no, nah, it's worth it. Oh, man, it's Tristan. Worth it. But that's another simple fact, though, right? Like, I say that and opportunities start coming in because now – because they, because promoters and other people try to mindfuck you or even fans trying to mindfuck you in, in, in any way that they can. You can do it back. If I say cut the check, if I put my shirt's $50, my shirt's $50. If I All shave right. my shirt's $200, my merch is $200. If I tell you that my, if I tell you that I want to wrestle and I'm telling you I'm, 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 I'm five grand, I'm 10, 10 grand, 15 grand, either you're going to, either you're going to get it or you're not, or you're going to get, or you're going to compromise. And it's always going to be more that you wanted. That's just how it's just, that's anything. And most people don't, most people don't even know how to deal with a transaction like that. So you usually end up getting more than you wanted anyway, because they don't want to do math quick in their head, especially when you threaten them. Like, I'm, I'm just going to leave the, like, I don't need to do this. And if you can act like a bit, you mean if you act like a bitch or not, but I'd be like, yo, you're gonna get what you pay for. You want to pay me to do dives? You better put that money in there to do dives. You want me to do a high spot? You better put that money in there to do high spot. I'm not doing this for YouTube. I'm not doing this. I don't know anyone here. Yeah. I'm not getting hurt. I'm not getting hurt because you don't want to pay me more than I want, and I want to. I want to prove to the world that I can do a backflip. Like, oh, pay me to do a backflip. 
I'll do a backflip. You know what I mean? Like that's kind of. But again, like there's a snobby way to. I'm I'm saying it in such like a no, but that's like, like that, a New York that, way. I'm being very just, genuine. <laughs> like no, but that's just devaluing yourself, right? It's knowing it's knowing your worth. Yeah, it's just what it is. Yeah. People just don't know it. But that also goes back to the history of people respecting themselves in the first place, and now getting caught up with all this bullshit with me too and all that stuff. You know what I mean? Like that's like. Those are the people that don't understand how to market for themselves. Those are the ones that were looking at were looking at girls in, in, in elementary school weird. You know what I mean? Like that was mm-hmm. it's all the same thing. Like how they value themselves, what they choose to do, how who they choose to interact with. Like from like from the start, even to what they wear at a show. Like that all of that matters. Sure. All of it matters. Things you want to post, things you want to say, like the quality of it. If you're mm-hmm. taking a picture with bad lighting, like that matters. You know what I mean? Like, it's it just... Shout out Harry Aaron. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, shout out Harry Aaron. Yeah, no, it just... That's why I was happy that those that my boys got those pictures because they just weren't having them. I was like, it really matters. Like, you, do, you might not think it does, but it, it's the game and, like, everything, every little part of you, like, matters. It's entertainment. So all those elements of entertainment matter. Plus, it's a physical sport, so that matters. The problem is when you grow up a fan of wrestling, it's different than being grown up being a fan of basketball or football. Because for some reason, when you watch football, most people who watch football do not think that in 10 years they're going to suit up and play for the Giants. They know yeah. their place is on the couch. In wrestling, they think that they can get up off the couch and go to a ring. And that's the – I mean, you're no one – no one's – there's – in the NFL, you know, they're taking dedication, years. They're not going to parties because they're just working out. They're grinding. They're maintaining their grade point. You know, they're doing they're, – they're, they're pushing all the weight. They're, they're becoming, like, athletic genetic specimens every day, training, drilling in their head. They have to be number one. Whereas in wrestling, someone could literally just, like, turn off the TV and be like, yeah, I'm going to do this today. And, like, they'll go do – and then they'll be like, oh, yes, come inside. Let me show you how to do this. No. And by the way, these are our these are our four trainees. This they're fifteen, they're they're sixteen year old girls. They're training with us with us. Okay, yeah, cool, that's great. And now you're gonna let him wrestle with them because we're letting everyone in. No, he was not ready to do this at all. Close the door, and you know it's and I don't know. I, I can't I, see I, it without sounding like a dickhead, but like that's but no, what I mean. Like there's a lot of I mean, situations yeah. that are avoidable based on. Again, it all goes based on the population that we're that we're dealing with. If you, I mean, hard work should not be foreign to people in wrestling, but yeah. it is. Dedication should not be foreign. Me putting up a workout with a broken leg and doing homework should not inspire someone in wrestling to do better. They should already be at that level. I'm just letting you know what I'm doing. I'm not telling you this is the standard. Do this. This is, this is this is what I'm doing today. What are you doing today? Oh, I'm. Do- I expect you to have a list like that. We're doing something abnormal. Don't live a normal life and then try to be the top abnormal person. You know what I mean? Like you just can't do it. I think someone said it perfectly when they said um, wrestling and not everyone should be in wrestling, right? People be like, wrestling's for everyone, right? Wrestling's not for everyone. No, and that doesn't mean that unathletic people can't be wrestlers, but it's just, but that's not what I mean. It's term, it's, Again, like everything that comes with it. Like if you've been on a team, you've bled, sweat, and put time and effort with like a, with a team, with a coach that is just like drilling in your head. That becomes like your father out there. Those are your brothers on the field that you'll die on that field. If you've never had that in your first experience, having to put in 120% is in a, in a wrestling, you're not, you're not going to do it. You don't know how to do it. 
you can love it a lot, but that's gonna, it's only gonna, you know, it's just not gonna matter. Like, unfortunately, it just doesn't. You know, love doesn't, I don't know. You're right. When love doesn't meet, when love doesn't meet the dedication of hard work and knowing how to put in hard work, you know. It don't matter. Yeah, it's like, it's not enough, like. All right, Will, you got anything else? I mean, I, I, I was going to regale Tristan Ty about the, the, the time I met Drew Cordero. Go ahead. Yeah. Did you want to hear yeah. about my Drew Cordero story? I talk way too much. I want to hear <laughs> And me and Key are two people who don't talk a lot at all. No, but like, I'm, I mean, you know, I'm passionate. I was watching yeah, UFC yeah, yeah, fights. Yeah. I'm, you know what I mean? I'm, I'm You're drinking hyped a little up. bit. I'm, You're hyped up. Yeah, drinking, smoking a little bit. You know, I'm feeling good. But and now, He's a Khabib retire, yeah. Bro. Yeah, but, go, go, go on, Will. Will, yes. please tell me your so, introduction. I need to know it. So John Gresham was running like a uh, tryout camp and, he, story, and yeah. he, he he did like two days at uh, the, the old dojo. And so one day was a Thursday and the other was a Friday and the Friday was like the big one. The Friday was like the big, the big time one. But the Thursday one was like Sumi Sakai. Who's oh, I remember this. Yeah. Yes. And so DJ was like, well, it's a Thursday. We normally train that day. So if you guys want to come down and do it, it might help you out. Gresham's there. Sumi's there. Drew Cordero's there. Because they were going to be there for both days. And then, so blah, blah, blah. I showed up for training. There were a few other dojo people there from back then. And then there were a couple of people who came just for the Thursday to train with Sumi. And so we got in there. We did a bunch of drills and whatever, whatever. And then they paired us off for matches. And I got, it was me and Boom, because cause we, we had been around the dojo the longest, so they put us together. And then, so me and Boom go out, have a match. It's just, you know, what you expected to be from barely one year into wrestling, Will, who wasn't good to begin with, who, who was almost told to never come back because he could, couldn't do a forward roll. And Boom, who... I mean, he loves it, but he kind of does too much at times, mm-hmm. especially with Will Turner, who can't do much. And so we, we have like a five-minute thing or whatever, and we roll out. And so it's Sumi, Gresham, and Cordero. And Gresham gives gives some feedback. Drew gives some feedback. And then Sumi's like, Sumi asks in uh, her broken English, are you mute? <laughs> she wanted to know if I was a mute. Because I didn't make any sound while I wrestled. And so, yeah, that was the first time I met Drew Cordero. Because he was there, <laughs> and he gave me he gave me some advice. But, uh, yeah. I, I was asked if I was a mute. Are you? Yeah. The first time... And Drew's a good dude, too, man. Yeah, like, yeah. He's a good dude. First time I met Sumi was the independent show in, uh, in New York. And she was saying hi to everybody. Boom, she was like saying hi, hi, hi. She came up to me and she bowed. <laughs> and I was like, and again, I don't know who this is. I don't know who anyone is. So I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. in my head, I'm like, bitch, stand up. What are you, what are you? you know? Like, that's, you know? Like I don't again, like, I don't know yeah, yeah, yeah. these people. And oh, it's so no. bad. Like I, I I have a great story compared comparable to that. Um, so this was the um, WrestleMania weekend in New York. And when um this was when Kaz Hayashi, no, I don't, was it WrestleMania? It wasn't Kaz Hayashi yeah. wrestled Anthony Gangone at a Hog, the House of Glory show. 
when when that's when when Wrestle One guys came over from uh Penn for Hog because they had a partnership. No, this wasn't WrestleMania shit. But no, um, it was. I think no, it was. was. No, it wasn't because Gangrel wrestled Robbie Eagles on the the WrestleMania shit. I remember. Uh-huh. But um, so we were there. It was like me, the rep, cause they're the rep rep were there cause they're booked. Uh, and like just a bunch of like kids who are just there to like you know go to shows and fucking we were sitting backstage with me Dave and like a few other guys Dave McCall and we were like chilling and then like a bunch of wrestling one guys come in right and then they're saying hi and then they just look at me and make eye contact and then they just bow <laughs> and I don't know what to do <laughs> <laughs> so, so I just sit awkwardly stand there and just like bow. <laughs> 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 and, and Dave McCall's in the corner just crying. Cause I just felt like I don't know what to do. <laughs> it's it's disrespectful because like you think you know that's like people who watch a documentary and then think they know the topic. Like you watched <laughs> one interaction with a Japanese a Japanese and, Amer- and like a white guy it was like this is the rule this is what we do now you know what I mean like it's crazy no th- th- this was the wrestling one the wrestling one Japanese views <laughs> oh no but that's like, yeah, no but it's still it's it's still, but, like, but like but like that's what I'm saying but like they but I mean like when David's laughing like they see it like damn like just to them now they think that's what everyone does it's like it's not it's crazy yeah, like- <laughs> At the G at the G one in at Madison Square Garden, yeah. Um, the owner of New Japan came up to me and uh, uh, Barton and uh, and and, and Don whatever, and they were, he was just like mad drunk. Like, you guys like the show? Like gave us hugs or whatever. <laughs> and then I saw like the the what are they called? Not the young boys. What are they called? Young lions. The young lions, right? So they're walking like single file like around, and I just hop in the line, and no one said <laughs> no one said a, no one said a thing. No one said a thing. I hopped right in the line and for like a long time. Like maybe like maybe like almost a minute, like forty-five seconds. Like that's a long walk. You can get places in forty-five seconds. That was a long walk before I hopped out. I was like, yo, you guys are crazy. You guys aren't gonna say anything. Uh, nothing at all. Wow. That's that's just, like a, that, that's that that's I just don't know what to think. That's just insane. What a story that. What, what a story. Insane. Yeah. And all of it was like funny to me because again, I don't know. I never watched yeah, New yeah, Japan. Yeah. Really. So, yeah. I, so it's to me, it's just a thing that I would do anywhere. Yeah. Not like <laughs> in front of a C owner of the second biggest company in the world. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I don't. You know? Whoops. <laughs> like, I probably could have got on the plane back. <laughs> Hundred percent, you could have. They, they wouldn't have known. They wouldn't have known. I mean, if they didn't no, notice for a minute, everyone like, could have noticed. So they wouldn't have known. Man, that's funny. Did you did you know it was? What, what, was it Kidani or was it uh, Harold Mage? Dude, I thought Kobe. I thought um, Kodabushi. I thought that was the hot dog guy. It's <laughs> a comparable to it's a comparable to Kodabushi high falling Vince McMahon because he didn't know who he was. Yo, I it's I didn't yo I you know how many, you know how many pictures of him I signed in Mexico? What? When we did the meet when we did the meet and greet in Mexico, I signed a Bushi, I signed uh <laughs> Kenta, I signed <laughs> mine, I signed um 
I think like I I forget what else. I another one that I did. They thought you were Ibushi. They thought I was three different guys. <laughs> it was great. Like I love it so much. And I was popping everybody because they all they, they think that's hilarious. And I'm just like, yeah. That's funny. That's Peyton. just oh, exactly. That, that, I mean that that's that's a story if I ever heard that's one. Just it's like oh, I'll sign it, you racist fucks. <laughs> Then we yeah. thought you were Kenta. Oh. Like, how could you think that? It's not even like, <laughs> like how could oh, you yeah. possibly think that? You guys don't even look alike. Like, nowhere close. But not only that, though, like, that means that how, that's how many fans, how many exactly. non-fans of wrestling was there. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. Because you can't not know. And not only that, like, though, like, <laughs> look, like and, the, and like, the way that I looked in Mexico, the way that I had my hair braided specifically for Mexico, yeah. and, like, everything, like, the tan, the tattoo, everything – the, I was just, just like looking at her like I put the and then when she took the picture I put the, the thing right next to me and it was like a bushy like looking like just looking like a bushy like you like you know what I mean just yeah. like and you they're not looking like a bushy yeah. like how could you possibly I was like we're having a conversation in Spanish right now like, I'm talking like half Spanish half English to not one part of you thought that like there's something like no this is, this, 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 this might this not be Bushi. I don't know. Which means, but the, but the thing is, like, they already had the pictures. Yeah. So they went and printed out these pictures or found them and brought them. Like, he must, he's here. He's coming. He's coming. <laughs> they just saw an Asian gun. The Asian gun poster, like, that's Kodo Bushi. That's fucking cool. You know who that fuck it is? That's Kodo Bushi. And they're like, the hot dog guy? Like, no, nah, no. Nah, <laughs> oh, man. I didn't even tour Mexico, pal. Yeah, no, we did uh, Wrestle for the Crash. It was... Uh, oh, right, no, yeah, the MLW. Yeah. 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 <laughs> that was Dude, a trip. Um, MLW Superstar, Kota Ibushi. Yeah. Punching punch La Parka in front of Mexico. Yes. I hated it. They hit, me with, they, hit, they hit me with a peso, bro. Of I think course. they had a with a battery. Like, they, they threw did. Like, they threw... Apparently, like, these... Like, no, their Mexican fans are crazy, bro. Like, they yeah, throw they, this and shit. They like, do yeah, money in the ring, yeah. Like, it would have been a problem. But to me, like, I'm looking... I remember I did... Uh, when I did, like, uh, I did, like, my flip or whatever, and I went to the fans, and they were wearing a little parking mask or whatever. They, like, flipped me off, but they were putting their hand, like, right in my fucking face. Yeah. I, was like, I, I was like, what if I just popped off one of these people? And then I was like, Mexican prison is just not the move no it's yeah. not the move for tristan Todd. So, i remember um let's throw batteries again <laughs> i remember ace austin was telling this story because that's when he was working dtu yeah and he, and he was just like just like walking around the city and he just got robbed gunpoint in the middle of middle middle of no, but that's what i'm saying but like oh, but, but yeah. you know, that's what i'm saying like why would you like why would robble robbable people walk into robbable areas like you know <laughs> You should, you should know not that to wander in the streets. Yeah, I mean, some people, some people true. are just like they just look like they just look like lunch. <laughs> just do. I got a gun. I'm hungry, and I see Ace Austin. It's oh, I'm having steak. That's he looks crazy. like he has money. He's brawling too. Like, give me. What are you doing here? Give me. Come here. <laughs> come here. Come here. Come here right now. Some people just look like lunch. It's one of the. That's just, and then getting, that I'm, might be the title of this podcast. I, I have, I have, I have so much soundbite that I can pull out of this one. Oh, this is amazing. This is amazing. 
true. This has gone way better than I ever expected. Not, I, you know, I, would, I, I hope would, you know this. I was expecting an absolute train wreck, mostly because I had nothing prepared. But and this... Will had minimum thing prepared. <laughs> but this That's is... That's all we need. You, you've really turned this around, Tristan. Uh, I don't know how you do it, pal. I might... It's turned, as they say. Um... I guess this we're over an hour mark, so we're probably going to wrap it up soon. But I guess a few quick fire questions. I mean, uh, I mean do you have some key? Do you have some yeah, questions? Yeah, sure, I'll have some. Uh, is there anyone that you in the indies that you would like to wrestle that you haven't? We'll get the generic podcast questions out of the way, you know? Anyone oh, that you yeah. want to wrestle? Anyone that I want to wrestle that I have, um, I mean, realistically, um, I want to see Myron Reed when I get back, personally, just because he's cool and I just think we'd be able to do a lot of cool stuff. So, realistically, him, I want to wrestle game on like a big on a big platform. Definitely. I, but it's weird. I rather like it's now because I've been out. I've been out for so long. I want to see other people wrestle. Like I want to see, I want to see like, I want to see like the narrow wrestle someone like really mean. Like I want to see that. The narrow's because the narrow's been picking shit up too. He's been going off. That's my tag uh, partner. Yes, sir. He's been turning up. But yeah, no. Um, I don't know. I honestly, I just want to get my leg better. I just want my life back. I just want to start running again and everything. I can't even think about an opponent. But the, whoever, whoever's in front of me the first time, it's gonna be ridiculous. Cause You're gonna I'm beat him. Gonna, beat I'm him. not gonna make it a work, bro. Get that winner's purse, pal. Hit the pay window. Have them cut the check. Once they cut the check, I'm doing blood sport next year too. I'm calling it. <laughs> I'm, I'm doing the whole sport. thing. I'm doing blood sport. I'm winning the whole thing. Women's division too. She's gonna kill everyone. <laughs> you gonna know, one one of them with Layla Hurst, pal. One rip shot. What? <laughs> Come on. I don't care how much you squat for the ribs. Oh, over. You need those ribs. Now that's a new that's a new move I'm bringing back. I'm bringing into it. It's called I'm doing the dead leg. I'm making my knuckle like this. I'm just gonna just, dead leg. Boom. Just whap them. Just the the side of the leg. Everyone knows oh. what that feels like. They'll just oh. Yeah. Who was who was your first ever wrestling match against? Like who who was the first? My was... trainer Kono, who I would love to have brought down to the dojo when we were going. Um, he just taught me. He taught me so much shit. And he's just so underrated because he just doesn't um, wrestle as much anymore. But like he like, yeah. Like if he was wrestling now, like if he was like my age now. Like he would be, he'd be on the scene crazy. He just got married and shit, you know, settling down and, and like trying to like, you know, deal with that because that definitely puts a pause on on being as active as as we were. But he's now he's the man. I have nothing but good things to say about him. He's always so honest and like anytime I have like something to check in with, he's like one of the first people I hit up. So he's a he's a good dude. A show. Ah, uh, fuck, it's my turn. Uh, how do you like your steak? How do I like my steak? Yes, sir. Um, with with no poison, without free of poison, I like my steak. No, uh, medium rare. Hey, attaboy. boy. Like a man. Yeah, like a real human being. 
command. You don't want to kill that cow twice, don't you? <laughs> uh, some elk, though. Some elk, some bison. I heard Bisonberg did pretty I mean, good, actually. Yo, you got it. You got it. You got to have those exotic meats. You got to have those 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 fresh kill animals. Yeah, I'm like, just have it raw. Bullshit. Yeah, no, you gotta, you gotta go. But we gotta go like go bow hunting, like ninja starring. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you earn it though. Are you? Know what I'm saying like, like animal rights. Like, fuck you if you say that I can't ninja star my food. Like, if I'm ninja star my dinner, yo, come on. I don't think they'll have a problem. Uh, as long as you get it on the first try, I think they'll be fine with it. Yeah, you don't wanna you don't wanna try to fucking act it down twenty seven times you can't get exactly. it. Through. Yeah, no. You just like go bow hunting with like dull arrows. <laughs> you just like bruise it till it dies. Four hundred shots. He was I hit with know. sixty arrows, sixty dull arrows. <laughs> it's still alive. Yeah, he's still alive. He's hurt, though. He's... I will. Go on. All right. All right, Tristan. I, I, I got a big one for you. <laughs> I, I, need, I need you to rank. I need you to rank your friends in the East Coast Syndicate. We all we all know who's number one, but you got to rank them. You got to rank your best friends. I could rank, rank my friends. Key Min, only one. He's number one. <laughs> rank your friends. Rank them? Yep, rank them. They're tied at one. Nah, that's like Paris saying you're all my favorites. But we don't, we, cause, yeah, because we don't, because we, because we don't do, because we, because we don't do favorites, and specifically because I, 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 I bond with them on completely different, separate levels, and they don't cross over. The things that me and Dom connect about, I don't connect about with Chris, and I don't connect out. I can, I don't connect with Gabe. Same thing with Gabe, and same thing with Barton. Different relationships for different times in our lives and our careers and how things go. So I put equal love on all three of them because I can go for them for three separate things and they're all important. So you can't place, I can't place my sanity over my uh, uh, negative, negative thoughts about, about like confidence or whatnot. I'm saying if I go, if I, if I talk to, if I talk to Gabe for my sanity about wrestling, but I go to Dom for like, yo, like, what's his name? Like, you know, my boy just got into some shit, or like, you know, my girl's tripping about this. Like, I can talk to him for that. Yeah. If I see, if I see Barton, I go like, yo, Barton, you know, can you give me some matches that you think could work? Could work well with me? Do you think this could work? And I mean, or like, you know, um, you know, what's the what's the name of this? Because he can educate me because he's yeah. an encyclopedia in himself. So we all, and I don't know what I do for the rest of them. I don't know what. Yeah. I do. Yeah. <laughs> I get. Yeah. I don't know what I do, but you know, I think that we we. We all contribute to a successful unit in life. Uh, I guess I have a question then. Um, how come dinner and hit me up for this Dojo Wars in the Forest? <laughs> that's, um, what I, that, I, that's what I want to know. Um, that's what, that's what, 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 I, that's what, what I want to know because I, I thought this was my tag partner, right? <laughs> and he out here running Dojo Wars in Forest without me. And I, I'm kind of I'm kind of a joke, of course. For, well, Tyler, first we're off, joking, it of is course. it is it is not Dojo Wars in the woods. We will not allow that to happen. <laughs> Second, well, not we. I'm not. I'm not involved. But they <laughs> sounds like you are. You ju- you just you. you just uh, no, because that's because that's because that's, that's, that's the that's the family's promotion. You can't. You know. I mean. You know. I like it. Um, but I think. 
from what I, the real, re- the, the serious reason is out of respect for uh, COVID and knowing that you were taking time off to step away from uh, that type of environment. And the and I just think it's better off if that is that way. And part of that's for me too. My sister has low immune has has low immunity. My parents are older. If I could be away from it, I will be. You know what I mean? And now that the car is getting a little bigger, more people are there. It's it's so although it is very contained and controlled, it's just if I can avoid it, I will. And if I'm not wrestling, I'm not being involved with it. And plus, I want my friends. I want the guys to call their own matches. I don't want to be in their ear because I'm so passionate about what's going on and I'm saying, yo, this would really work here. This would be really cool. Like if you did this instead, like, cause I know what kind of potential they, that, that I will want from them. But I, I now I like kind of just sitting back and watching it live and then talking about it after. So, but you do have to watch Gabe and Gangone. That's a match and a half. Okay. And then him versus, and, yeah, him, versus, and him versus Desmond Cole. Fire. Gabe's been putting some bangers on that. Yo, it's it's elevating, elevating. Yeah. And when things are starting, when things look like they're safe, and 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 you head up there, I think I think that'd be a really cool environment. Because I look at it this way: the stigma is is going out in terms of what it looks like. It's like, you know, when dojo like dojo wars would look good now because no crowd is the standard. Yeah, small crowds are the standard. No, you know, you know that an empty place is 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 the quota. So that environment, now those matches don't look like Dojo Wars matches anymore. Yeah. So if you can have good quality matches in the middle of the woods, now the wood just becomes a part of how different it is. Mm-hmm. But the quality is, you know, amazing. Exactly. You know? So I feel like, yeah. you know, I think that's that's the big trick there is especially starting out a new promotion is that they can continuously put out, you know, main event style type matches with good talent, half, you know, some known, some unknown that deserve to be known, I think. They can really make make this comp- make that something that matters, which is Absolutely. very hard to do now. But especially now with restarting everything, like I say, why not? If it could really be, you know, get different sponsors in there, and who knows yeah. how it could turn out. But I wish them the absolute best because it's a really cool thing. So hopefully, yeah, I, hopefully I just, when when the opportunity comes up, you can get in there. Absolutely. Yeah. I just want to specify that I was not yes. serious. Yes, yeah. yes, we we were joking. We yes. I gave you like the ultimate, like most kind hearted, honest answer. That yes, <laughs> exactly. We we were joking, yes. Uh, absolutely no heat. But um oh, yes, we, no we heat. love De Niro, So yeah, we yes. and that's exactly what me and Key said. <laughs> me and Key were like, That's why. That's why. Yeah. And it's uh, yeah, like we said, we it's big joke in case Dom De Niro hears this, our good friend, good friend Nick De Niro. But but Tristan Ty, right right before you leave, goes because I I, th- I think we should wrap it up. Yes. What what would you say to if you could go back to Tristan Ty when he had his first match and. What what would you what would you say to your past self? Because I mean, you had to be nervous. You had to have all sorts of questions and jitters about everything back then. And now you're a little more mature. You've been around a little little more. Like, what would you say to first match tie as current day tie? First match tie. A. Huh.
you got to go to work tomorrow, basically, type thing. Because I felt kind of uh, not on top of the world, but I was like a big like weight lifted off. Like, okay, I had a match. Like, that means I'm a pro, right? Like, you know, I feel like everyone kind of goes through that, no matter how in touch with reality they are. You know, I got a little like, yeah, you know, I wrestle now. You know, what do you, you know, you know, hitting hitting people up that I haven't talked to in a while, asking them what's up with them, just so they can ask me what's up with me, so I can say, yeah, you know, I'm a wrestler. You know what I'm saying? So. I think from there, like, even though I did kick it in the gear right after that, it was kind of like right away. It was like, if I really was like, as soon as it was, as soon as it was done, you know, don't go out to eat for dinner. Watch my, it's not a birthday party. Let me watch my match with my, with my trainer, with another vet that's around. I think Danny DeMonto was there. I think I was going to ask him because he was involved in my first match too. And I was like, you know, like, what did I do wrong? Cause I got trained and I got trained tomorrow. So what do I, you know, what, you know, how does this become better? Because as soon as I was done, I wanted to have it again. Yeah, I wanted to do it again. So I think it was more so, not, not not embracing the fun part of it about doing it, but I think, not looking at it as like you're clearly not done. Like this was just something that you had to. This is just another bullet point. This wasn't. This wasn't a milestone. It was a bullet point. So I think I took it as a crazy milestone, which a lot of people do, and I don't think they're wrong for it. I think me personally, I couldn't, I can't look at things like that as milestones because then when you do reach a milestone, it's not gonna, you won't not know how to handle it. So I look at it as it's just a bullet point. These small things are bullet points. So that would be the that would be the one thing that I would change. Me the the mindset of uh, knowing that the job isn't done. <laughs> There, there's a next day after it, like you said. Mm-hmm. So it, it all picks up again tomorrow. Yeah. I, I mean, Tristan. Uh, truthfully, I cannot thank you enough for coming and doing this. Yeah. Thank no. You. I mean, listen, I could talk to you guys forever. Like, oh, I mean, many times if you ever like don't know what to do for another pod or you're don't know about guests or whatever, like you know, you, if I'm around, I'm down. Like to just talk about wrestling. We can have more uh, bullet points next time <laughs> yes yes I'll, I'll i'll write a fake format for us next time yeah no i mean like i'll come with stuff too maybe we'll, maybe we'll just maybe something, something something maybe something funny will happen or someone's boots will be sniffed and we'll have something to talk about i can't believe the gimmick and rib that i posted on your facebook uh came post. true came for to fruition in the best way that i could possibly imagine tristan thank you oh Jane, yeah from the bottom of my heart the, the, the check yes. is in the mail, pal. The check's in the mail. Yes, it, it might bounce. I don't know. It might bounce <laughs> around. Thank but, you, because uh, I just bought a lot of things I shouldn't have, so I need to. <laughs> uh, but genuinely, from the bottom of my heart, Tristan, thank you so much. Uh, it's, it's, no, thank we, you, guys. Bo- you guys look good. Yeah, Plus, I'm glad to see you guys. Oh, it's always all love, guys. I'm glad I got to see you. Yeah, good seeing you, too. Absolutely. All right. We'll, we'll, be, we'll be around. We'll be around, Ty. Don't you worry. We need this. I need, and what is this? Was it uh, Saturday, Saturday at nine? Yes, We're sir. three young, handsome men doing Saturday at nine o'clock at night. We're going to be doing this every week until we die. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank, uh, thank, thank you again, Tristan. Yeah, we don't have an outro. We'll talk so later. Good. Yeah, I, we'll, we'll talk later, Tristan. Time. So, I, I guess this is it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> me and usually just say bye, and then I stop recording. Correct. So, so, so let's all say bye. Let's all say bye, and then Key can just stop the recording whenever. Okay. All right. Bye, Tristan. Bye. Bye, bye, Keyman. Goodbye, bye, players. Bye. See ya. Peace.